everyone. Welcome to the Fresh Fix Podcast. I am Brian. And I am Jennifer. <laughs> and we are uh, excited to be with you today and also excited to have our very first guest. Yes, I am so pumped about this. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we want to allow as much time for him as possible. We'll tell you a little bit more about him here in just a second. We want to allow a little or as much time as possible for him. So we're going to cut our time a little bit short. Uh, but we're we're uh, we're really excited. Yeah, we've, we've wanted to have a guest for a while, and right. I think uh, I think Brad will be a good one. Yeah, I think he will be too. Tell I us a little bit about how you know Brad. Well, um, Brad is the owner of the Body Smith Fitness here in Omaha, and I was introduced to Brad because the Body Smith was doing a challenge like a fitness challenge. And the only way that you could participate in the challenge was if a member was to bring a non-member. And at this point, I was a non-member. Right. So um, so my friend Deb says, okay, hey, I want to do this challenge. Will you go with me? You know, I have to have a non-member, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So um, I sat down with Brad first meeting and he's like so you know what what are you thinking what what tell tell me about your finished journey um and i looked him straight in the face and i'm like i hate exercise <laughs> and i'm not joining your gym and i don't want to be the person in the corner puking because i can't keep up with yeah, everybody else that's my big thing too you know, i am yeah, tracking 100% yeah. and so brad immediately followed up with well, that's not our kind of gym, so you don't have to worry about that. And so did the challenge six weeks. After six weeks, I was signing on the dotted line. I was all in. And uh, then I started working for Brad as his assistant and the director of member services. Uh, it will be five years in August. Yeah. I can't so, believe that. Yeah. So I, I couldn't think of anybody better. We've been wanting to talk about fitness and there's a lot of things that we've talked about and kind of given our take on, but I feel I feel like as we dive deeper into this podcast world, it's it's important mm -hmm. to get expert opinions on. And Brad is, we'll talk more about that when I talk with Brad. Um, but he is super well trained and uh, has a deep background in fitness and strength and conditioning and nutrition and and so we'll touch on on all of those things at least to some degree when we talk with Brad here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to share something that I thought was kind of fun about our week. Um, you know, last time we did, uh, we we ultimately sort of deemed it a fixer upper story because it's kind of an upper and on the fresh fix and jen talked a little bit uh last week about uh the restaurant down in texas right right, right. that we're helping out because of the weather and all that right well because they had during covid been supported by the community and so then they found an opportunity with the recent weather problems and cold snap and electrical outages down in Texas to then turn around and allow their restaurant to give back to that community that had helped them by sort of serving as yeah. a... Over 500 meals they served to all these people. Yeah, so as sort of a safe haven for them. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, but I guess I first should tell folks that we have... I should say... I shouldn't say we. I should say me because... I have dived back into the American Idol uh, sort of yep. uh, foray. Like I, we used to love American Idol, and I had to drag Jen kicking and screaming into watching American <laughs> Idol. I was like, 
let's start. I started to see these clips popping up on social media, and I was like, let's let's start back in on American Idol. And she hesitantly said yes. Well, it's just not I the don't same. Your hesitation. About it's just it. not the same without Simon Cowell. Yeah, it's not the same, but maybe it's better. I don't know. And Paula Abdul. Oh, I, it's better without Paula Abdul. Okay, I like Katy Perry. I yeah. do. She's very flamboyant. I love her different hair and yep. makeup. And yep. but um, and we Randy got, Jackson. Yeah, I, I the love dog. Her, the dog. Yeah, yeah I love. I what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was fun too. But, but now you got Lionel Richie, who is just. Precious. I just want to hug him. Yeah, every, you, you can't help but love him. And then, you know, you got Luke Bryan, so he kind of covers the country genre. And then. And he's kind of funny. He is funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we dove back into American Idol. I found out yesterday that apparently there's a day of the week that it is acceptable to watch American Idol and a day of the week it is not. Oh, do tell. Well, I found it out from you. Oh. Because. I wanted to watch American Idol last night, which happened to be a weekend night. And she says, no, I want to watch a movie. I'm like, well, we just started the whole American Idol thing, and we wanted to finish the, the one episode. And you were like, no, that is a weekday show. This is a weeknight, and we're watching a movie. That is true. <laughs> so my fixer-upper story for the week, because I'm going to take it this week, was a story from American Idol. And... It was a gal named Annalie List who has Tourette's syndrome and was diagnosed early in life with, uh, with Tourette's. And I think she was elementary school or early, early elementary mm -hmm. school when she was diagnosed and just came on American Idol and just had this beautiful voice and some of the tics that come along with Tourette's just go away when she's singing and she was inspired by a previous contestant uh, who had been on, who had had Tourette's and, and did really well on the show. And she had had a chance to meet him and was inspired by him. So she tried out and then she came on. And I'm kind of the, so I'm a softie and I love those. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting there watching going, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And it's such a feel good thing. And then I thought, yeah. well, surely Jen will be excited about watching again. <laughs> The next night, she's like, well, I don't want to watch American Idol. It's a weekend night. I'm watching a movie. So, anyway. Sorry. It just seems more like a weekday show. Yeah, well, okay. It could be. You could, I, you could designate it as a weekday yeah, show. Yeah. What I loved about her audition was that she said she was introducing herself and telling her story and was she experienced a few of her tics right. while she was sharing her her story, her introduction. And then I thought the cool thing, she said, singing felt like her superpower. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And I, d I thought that was... See, it, you do like it. I do. I love you, American You Idol. do have a softer side. You just don't want people to know it. Okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, um, is there anything else we want to say? I'm going to talk with Brad. We're going to switch chairs, and we're going to have Brad jump in here in just a second. Uh, but before we go to Brad, we want to make sure you know where to find us. We're on YouTube. We find we upload clips. Sometimes we'll upload an entire episode onto YouTube. We've had a lot of questions about, I'm kind of confused about 
what do I do? I don't know what episode. And I wonder if Joe Rogan or or <laughs> Tim Ferriss or other people they get emails about being confused about right. I their platforms. I don't get the confusion, but yeah. we love we love you fans. Yes, we love you. We do. <laughs> but so go ahead. You were you were so, trying to say we are on all your favorite podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Yes. All the big ones. And usually we try to post either on Sunday or on Monday. Right. And that will be there every week. Right. Except for last week, which we had to take a little break. Right. But every week we will be on your favorite podcast platform. But sometimes we will post clips to YouTube. Right. And sometimes we'll even post a whole episode to YouTube, but you never know. So that's why it's important to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor or Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. Also subscribe on YouTube because and you never know what clips are going to... Hit the bell. Hit the bell and subscribe and the like button. Smash that like button Smash as the YouTubers it. say. And then <laughs> if you really love our podcast... Just take a little screenshot and share it on your on your Insta. Um, yeah, you bet. So we're on Insta, by the way. Yes. We're on Instagram at uh, the Fresh Fix twenty twenty one, and we're on Twitter at the Fresh Fix one. And you can email us at uh, the Fresh Fix twenty twenty one at gmail.com. So that's how you can get a hold of us. We're going to head into our conversation with Brad Denspear. We're super excited about that. Yes. And we will see you next time. Hey, we are here with Brad Denspear today. Brad, thanks for being here. You got it, Brian. No problem. Happy to be here. I am super excited because we've been wanting to talk about fitness for a long time, especially, and we'll kind of gear this towards maybe fitness, not for the the 18 or 20-year-old, but maybe for the, the person in their 30s, 40s, 50s that struggle with it a little bit. So... Um, I'm going to em- embarrass you only in the sense that I want to read some of your credentials. Impossible to embarrass me. <laughs> go for it. Go for but, it. But I mean, this guy, Brad, has has been so well-versed in so many different aspects of strength and conditioning. I was reading through your bio, and I was just like blown away at all the different things that you've accomplished. Um, I did want to ask you about it. So you've got a Master of Arts in Exercise Science. Yes. Um, Bachelor of Arts in Religious Studies. You're like a man of mystery to me. You've got a lot of different... You're very into the music scene. Yeah, yep. a, a lot of like, eclectic tastes. Um, yeah, believe it or not, a quick story on the, yeah, the whole religion thing. Please. I was not very successful at school, especially when I went to college. I was pretty... Um, all over the place, you know? So um, I didn't have a lot of direction. And so after struggling for a few years in and out of college, literally in college, getting kicked out of college, getting back into college, getting kicked out of college. Um, it wasn't till I got a little bit older and was ready to go back um, that I went and one particular class, um, the professor was just got me so excited about a topic and the topic believe it or not was the old testament of all things but it was oh, wow. the study of the bible as a as a work of historical significance I love rather that. than like a faith based thing it was about what was going on when this book was written so i got to learn and he was so passionate about it that I mean, if you're passionate about anything, it tends to be sort of infectious. And he got me so excited about that. That's so cool. And I succeeded. And it was just from there, I got 
I got really excited about the whole aspect of learning about this area of the world and the historical um, influence that well religions have on us as a well human beings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and and you know we're people of faith, and mm-hmm. and to understand the Bible in its historical context sure. is to better understand the Bible. Oh, un, un, unquestionably. So you know? I just think that's a very cool So story. I geeked out on all that in archaeology. I mean, I yeah. did my time in archaeology and all that. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, and then you are also a Czech practitioner level two. I don't know what that means, C-H-E-K. Or, and I'm not asking you to tell us the acronym and everything about it, but I just wasn't sure what that okay. was all about. Okay, well... Uh, When you're in fitness, there's obviously uh, a lot of education out there available to you that you can go. Not only, again, university um, studies, but a lot of secondary education. Um, And a path that I chose early on when I was getting into the notion of doing fitness for a career and helping other people um, through that one of the early paths I started uh, looking into was, for lack of a better term, holistic. Okay, um, yeah. And, and now that's become more commonplace, yeah. the whole mind-body connection. Well, the check... The Czech practitioner is just a very uh, advanced uh, subset of fitness at the time. And this was back in the 90s when I was getting into it. Oh, interesting. And and so that was where I started getting my foundation of, well, there's more to to fitness and health than just the science part of it or the hard fact science. There's other aspects such as the mind, everything into it. Well, wouldn't you agree that's becoming more commonly accepted that you cannot sort of extricate the mind and the body that they're integrated exactly right yes you cannot separate them uh, to any great sense especially when we're talking about something as complicated as human beings and you know fitness and how we use that we've got to navigate a lot of areas of life and spirituality or the mind is huge that's awesome yeah that's great well i won't go through I, it would take me forever if i went through everything <laughs> on your bio but i mean everything from strength and conditioning to a kettlebell trainer to you know all these certifications and metabolic typing and i'm just really impressed with all of the different um varieties of knowledge that you've got in your background well it's uh, I've always been pretty keen. Well, not always. When I got back into school, (laughs) my father was always really big on education. Okay. Schooling. You've got to learn. And when I got really fired up about school and the more and more I learned about um, when I divided into fitness, there was just so much to learn. And it changes all the time. I mean, again, I alluded to it. Human beings are very complex. Even though we can keep things very simple and we need to often, there's a complexity to it. And so there's a lot of philosophies out there about training, about nutrition. And I need to know those because my people are always being bombarded by them now more than ever. And I've got to help them sift through it all. Right. That's fantastic. Well, again, we appreciate you being here. I, I'm excited selfishly because I've just got so many questions. And I ask Jennifer about it oftentimes. And, and she's like, well, that's a good one for, for Brad. Let me ask Brad. And so half the time she never gets around to it because I know you guys run a, a, a busy shop. So Have you gone over that Jen works with? Oh, you did it probably <laughs> in did. your intro. Yes, yes. She's three quarters my brain at work. <laughs> <laughs> she's three quarters my brain at home. So it works really perfect, well. Perfect. I relate very uh, closely. So I thought it would make sense sense, Brad, 
just as a setup to tell us maybe your story. Like, how did you, you, you talked a little bit about the college experience and the educational piece, but like how personally did you gain this passion for fitness and staying in shape? And maybe just tell us a little bit about your story. Well, um, when I was young, I mean, uh, I was always kind of the, well, the fat kid, right? <laughs> Growing up, my family, we have a history of enjoying food and yeah. and weight and everything. So, you know, when I was growing up, I was kind of that kid, you know, that I had lots of friends, but I was not athletic. I was not any of that stuff. When I got into high school, um, I remember my father had a, um, he had built himself a little uh, exercise room in the basement. Mostly it was just a place to, for him to soak in a hot tub. But he had a little weight stack and some dumbbells. And I remembered messing around with those a little bit, you know. And and I really remember that, uh, again, I was a pretty shy kid, that one day I was like, uh, I think I was getting dressed and I, went, I bent my arm like this and went, oh Hey, there's something there. Yeah, I see the and I difference. Was, I was like, okay, something's happening. Well, then in high school, um, working out became something that uh, I was not on sports teams or anything like that, but me and a buddy did. Um, and it was just something we gradually began to do. And through that, gaining a little bit more confidence, because again, not being athletic, but I was training with the football team yeah, and all that. Right. So you start to right. learn a little bit about yourself. And it was a confidence building thing more than that. Well, as I got older and older, in my 30s, I got into bicycle riding, pretty heavy bicycle riding. Okay. Well, I had, as I was really getting into it, I started developing some pretty significant pain in a, in my back. Oh. You know, and it, yeah, and it just became to where it was pretty crippling. Well, back pain's brutal to begin it's with. It's brutal to begin with. And I have a history of, again, not an athlete, a lot of injuries, blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up one day finally leaning forward and having an event. I call it a back event. Uh, well, long story short, I spent a couple of weeks uh, barely being able to walk. Um, and then, re well, as I began... And I had just moved out of town. I was living in a new, a new um, city. I was in Austin, Texas at the time. And as I began going, okay, this really sucks. You know, I'm not old and I'm incapacitated. I can't do anything. As I began the very long, slow uh, process of recovering, I had a really excellent physical therapist. Okay. And he was a younger guy too. And he began talking to me not about, okay, yeah, you got to do this exercise or this exercise. He said, all right we got to start taking a look at what you're doing in life in general. You know, how are you sleeping? How are you driving? Um, More of that holistic approach. A little bit. He had a little bit of that in him. And he even said, we got to talk a little bit about your weight. At the time, obviously, I was heavier. And it, I slowly, as I began to work, um, and again, I didn't even see this guy very long, but I still credit him, whatever his name is, I don't even remember, with kind of starting me on this path because the feeling of, again, not being, of enjoying exercise, not being old, being incapacitated, right? spending a long road of recovery, and it was slow. I mean, I remember the first things I was able to do was like walk to the mailbox uh. or lay on my back and throw a ball in the air, that kind of stuff. Well, that process of, I got better, I got better. I started watching what I, what I ate. I right. really started taking it to heart and I saw a change. 
And it began, as I felt better and better, it became almost infectious. I feel good. I want to keep feeling good. Right. Whoa, my clothes, I'm dropping pant sizes so fast that I'm, I'm feeling really empowered. Well, as I got feeling better and better and I made my transformation, it really struck to me. I go, wouldn't it be great to help other people feel really good and to know that they're not powerless? Right that you can make changes, that you can improve the way you look, the way you feel, Um, I would love to help people do that. So that's when I began, I think I began by going to community college and that's kind of what launched me into this. So if I could, just to level set, so you were were working out, you were getting in shape before your quote event, Uh the back, Mm -hmm. but then it sounds like there was something else, like you, you stepped it up a notch after that event, what was the difference, sort of pre-event versus post-event? In terms, because you said you started dropping weight, the clothes felt different, all that. I, I think, I, uh, good question. I think, again, the pain was really the thing. I mean, the, I had, I mean, again, I was working out and exercising, not being crazy about it. It wasn't until I was at rock bottom physically all those years ago where I could not do anything, and I thought wow, I've been taking some things for granted with my body. That's so interesting. Yeah, and it it just really clicked right then because I did not like that feeling of utter, I mean, almost helplessness. Yeah, right. And, and again, the motivation of, I actually did something to change my habits, my behaviors, and I'm seeing changes, I'm feeling changes. That was what really spurred me on. And I, uh, it was giving, helping other people get that feeling too that made me want to do it as a career. Oh, that's such a great story. And I feel like it applies, it almost transcends fitness. It's you had to hit sort of a rock bottom with that event that was a debilitating back yeah. kind of injury. And then it really turned you around. But maybe people can take their life, whether it's their fitness or any other aspect of their life, maybe if you can learn from other people and not have to hit rock bottom oh. to, to turn things around, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe we can all be a little better for it. Uh, I think avoiding rock bottom yeah. <laughs> would be great. But, but sometimes people have to hit it, regardless of what they're talking about. And we can right. talk about, I mean, I've got friends with addiction, all that kind of stuff. It is still all human behavior, and it is still all fighting to change what we were doing up to this point right. and how do we change what we're going to do going forward. Yeah. And yeah. it's not always easy. So again, it may that event may have made things very simple for me. Something clicked in here. Um, not everyone has that. And if I can, again, serve as a guide, hopefully to get someone there before they have an event, before that, that would be amazing. I love that. And maybe this podcast could do that for somebody. Fresh fix, fresh fix. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> So that's fantastic. That that's a perfect sort of segue into. So I mentioned earlier, you know, our our sort of target uh, demographic would be people who probably have kids or maybe a little further along in life. They're th- they're in their maybe late thirties or forties or early fifties or whatever. But what are some practical things, just off the top of your head, that people can do in their day to day life to take better care of themselves from a fitness perspective? From a fitness perspective. Okay. Yeah. Um, good question. So usually when people start asking me about like, what are th- some things we can do? I usually start asking with, what do you want to accomplish? Like, mm. is are we talking about someone wanting to improve their health and their fitness? What does that mean? If, if, if the question is, 
I want to take better care of myself. You know, it's like, oh, what can you do? There's a bunch of stuff and it doesn't have to be big. Take any kind of activity. You see a lot of times um, uh, this 10,000 steps kind of notion, all of that. I mean, those are benchmarks and things like that. But if we're talking about that are fine to achieve, but if we're talking about feeling better, taking better care of your health, it doesn't have to be a lot. Like, what could it do? Pay attention to how much we move. Mm. Do we move? I mean, right now with what's been going on in the world, it's become easier and easier to be sedentary. So fighting sedentary living was a huge one. How do you do that? Do you need to spend hours? Not necessarily. If we're talking about improving your health and feeling, five minutes of stretching, um, taking short walks when the weather permits. Any activity will help you improve your mood and, quote, your fitness. Now, again, that may be from someone who's doing nothing. Right. So, you know, you've got to look at where you are and where you want to go. Again, improving your health, hey, eat a little better, move more, sleep a little more. Right. Those are the simple things. So sleep. Oh, yeah. You know, to me, that's one that gets overlooked so much. Well, and maybe it would help if... And I could maybe break this down to where it would be useful. Um, I, when I talk about improving health, fitness, there's three things that I always talk about. And I call them three foundations. Okay. And these are basically the three areas of your life. If you do want to feel better, look better, you have to undertake some change. Most people will have to undertake some change. And in order of importance, they are nutrition. Okay. That's the most important recovery and then exercise. Okay. Now, when you mentioned sleep, that kind of falls in number two. Yeah, it makes right? sense. Because number one is what we eat. I mean, what we eat really is the foundation of everything, right? They used to say it's 70% of, of your results. I kind of think it's more like 90, 85, 90. Interesting. And, and yeah. kind of creeps up the older we get, yeah. you know, because some of yeah. the other things change without necessarily as we don't have as much control over certain things, but what we put in our bodies uh, has a huge, and it doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be crazy. The second thing is the recovery aspect. And, And you mentioned it, sleep. Sleep's a big part of it, right? Yeah. Most experts say, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And I think that's not a bad, you know, a bad way to go. But as I talk to more and more people, it's very clear that we have a hard time sleeping. Yeah. Many people do. I mean, uh, it's not unusual for me to be talking to people in their forties, fifties that get four to five hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Um, and then they're trying to run a family. They've got a job or whatever, or they're, it's crazy. Yeah, it's but like you're starting off behind the eight ball. If you don't get a good night's rest, you really are because that recovery aspect, um, is so vital because we usually want to focus on the bottom rung of that hierarchy or the foundation at the bottom, which is exercise. Yeah. It's super important. It's so important. I mean, I love it. But if we're not eating well and we're not resting, recovering, working on that stress reduction, that exercise is not going to take hold because exercise in itself is a stress. Yeah. And so you got a stressed out body that's not eating well, not sleeping and resting, and then let's pile some more high intensity exercise on top to try to make up for those two. You're draining from the same well. Oh, that's you know what I mean? so good, Brad. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. And it's just how, and it's not intuitive for us because we want to do more and more and more, or we like the 
feeling of sweating or exercising. It feels like we're accomplishing something for people that enjoy it. Right. Again, if we're not in line with those other things, balanced in some sort, we could actually be setting ourselves back. Yeah. And this is the person that is very overweight, that can't lose weight, but exercises like a fiend. Yeah. The other two parts are probably not quite, not in line. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So the, so the nutrition and the recovery and then the fitness or the exercise. The exercise, yeah. yes. As far as structured, now again, we alluded to move, you know, things that'll make you feel better. Any movement is always great, but we're talking hitting the weights and pounding out hard cardio is not going to really be the way to go. It's going to, again, add more stress on an already stressed system. So fantastic uh, information and a, a great structure and framework for i think our conversation um you mentioned you mentioned a couple of things that that sort of piqued my interest you talked about cardio is 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 there a is there a a hero and a villain when it comes to cardio and strength training a hero and a villain or or is it is it a both and is it so what is one better than the other is that what we're talking so so for for a guy like me i'm almost 50 i've i've heard slash read eh, the cardio not as big of a deal at your age it's more about metabolism and lifting weights whether it's body weight types of exercises or um you know high rep low weight kind okay, of so weight training. I got it. I got it. So like if we're prioritizing like an area we want to work on in fitness, are we talking cardio or more kind of strength based? You got it. Good question. And uh, you said you read a lot of stuff. I, I usually like to advise people, stop reading because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much out there and it's so, it's so yeah. co- complicated and it doesn't have to be. Um, I think that when we're talking, again, guy about 50s, as we're getting older, what is important, there's several components of fitness that I always think we should hit, right? We want to maintain a a bit of mobility. In fact, that becomes more important as we age, mobility, flexibility, the ability to do things we need to do. We need to have a heart that's in shape, right? our, Our heart needs to be efficient, needs to be strong to a degree. And our bodies need to be strong. Our muscles need to be strong. So if you're asking me to break it down where we should spend the most of our time in training, as we get older, I would say it's mobility. Okay. And strength training. Okay. Now, but here's the thing, you know, when I, when we say strength training and cardio, the, these things get very confused in um, because we have to understand what we mean by both of them. Uh, strength training, lifting heavy things, essentially, we can use that to make a cardio, to, to give a cardio uh, response, a cardiovascular response. Um, so, you know, I can have you do a circuit of exercises, could be your body weight even, or some weights that is going to make your heart rate rise. Okay. So we've done a couple things there. By exercising your muscles, not just going on a treadmill and getting the heart rate up, we're going to do a couple of things that are important for the aging person. We're going to spare muscle mass, right? Okay. As we age, we tend to drop muscle mass. It's just kind of what we do. Well, we can signal to the body, hey, we want this stuff to stay around, okay? Because it's going to help us be healthier. It's going to help us stay mobile. So that by stimulating them with weight training, 
as you, let's say you're losing weight, your body's going to want to keep that muscle around, mm. right? So right. because we want to have less body fat and more lean mass generally, even as we age, obviously, those right. things change. But if we can spend the time on resistance training while getting a heart rate response, we're going to strengthen the heart, strengthen the muscles, then strengthen the bones, you hear about that, yeah, right? right. Increasingly important as one gets older. Yeah. So when you when you want to break it down, I think uh, resistance training is the best bang for your buck. Now, does that mean you ignore, it, or is it bad to do some cardio? No, not no, no. Again, I would say there's a hierarchy to this, and I would spend it on weight training your time if you have, you know, spend most of it on weight training and and mobility, and then if you want to do extra cardio, great. I love that because that's all in that subset of, of uh, fitness that we had talked about before. We got nutrition and then we got recovery and then we've got fitness. Exercise. Or ex- yeah, yeah, exercise. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's yeah. Where, and then within exercise, there's a hierarchy. There is. Resistance training is always number one. And yeah, again, how you use it, you can get a heart response out of it. So that comes to intelligent design of your program or what you're going to undertake, but mobility. So that was part one of our interview with Brad, man, there was some rich information. Oh my word. It's so rich. And even though I'm, I work with him every week, there's still stuff I learned today. It was just so much information. He really knows his stuff. He does. He is so great at, at not only knowing the science behind it, but how to implement it, and then also how to connect with people, and right, that was, it was fun. just so fun. So, and I, you know what, there was so much information today that we have decided that we are going to break this into two, two podcasts, parts. yeah, or two just, two parts, yeah, yeah, because there's so much information, and that'll that'll be two more easily digestible um, parts. That it, it was just great info yeah. so um yeah we'll do a part one and a part two that was the end yeah. of part one and so tune in next week so that you can hear part two of our interview with brad sounds good so until next week we'll see you later thanks guys thanks